Yo, yo, what's up, everyone? Welcome back for another episode of the All Things Bengals podcast, Friday edition with the homie, Bengals Drake. Drake, what's up, my brother? The sky. No, I'm just <laughs> No fucking shit. The overcasty sky in Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it's kind of um, dark outside today. It's like, I don't know, it's not a nice, sunny Friday, you know. I mean, it's nice weather outside, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just the... The leading up to this draft, man, it's gonna get darker and darker. Yeah, so, now just playing, but man, like so, like that's something we can get into in this episode because, like, man, I, I just that's that's fun to talk about right now. Especially, it's not like we're two months away from the draft anymore. We can actually mm-hmm. talk about prospects that we like, you know, shit like that. But yeah, yeah man, I've had a I've had a good good week, good weekend to start. So. Yeah, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. Thank you for asking. Um, yeah, you know, just like you said, you know, preparing for the draft. It, to me, I feel like it's starting to heat up a little bit, just a little bit. You know, this weekend, you know, maybe some inklings a little bit more. Maybe it's going to sneak out this weekend that, hey, you know, like uh, uh, remember, um, I think it was that Monday or the Tuesday before the draft in 2020 where um, – you know, it was announced that, hey, yeah, we're just going to go ahead and say the Bengals are picking Joe Burrow, like the sky's blue, you know, congrats. Maybe the Panthers will come out and be like, you know what? It Like, not the owner, but you know what I'm saying? That shit leaks sometimes. Like, A, Bryce Young's going to be the guy. Or, hey, you know what? They're going to shock the world and pick Anthony Richardson, whatever the fuck. Right. So, I think those Inklings are going to start picking up the next couple of days. Uh, these teams, the flirtations are going to come obvious on maybe where the Bengals are going, where other teams are going. So yep. just excited, bro. I mean, we we're talking about, you know, uh, pre-recording here. Um, not even going to go down the rabbit hole again, but just this whole process. It's been a long one. Um, lots of in-depth analysis, long, long conversations, long too long. <laughs> I mean, with what we were talking about pre-episode, lots of stuff, man. So just um, excited as fuck, you know, excited to go ahead and get back into another mock draft today. Um, I have, I decided to stay gung-ho and I was going to post my mock draft 1.0. We did on our uh, last Friday episode and I said, nope, I'm <laughs> going to post one mock draft. That's it. I, I We can't keep flooding the online space with all these mock drafts so nonetheless man looking forward to getting into it yeah and i I think both of our drafts obviously we included trades and whatnot in that one but Mm -hmm. both we both came out with some pretty pretty solid drafts there but yeah i think it's it's gonna be fun once we get this next mock draft up finalized you know our thoughts on what we think really could happen so but Mm -hmm. i we've talked about this too like Clearly, like, the Dax Hill pick was a little bit surprising, but not surprising since he was on the board, right? So, it just, like, this is the year where we're, like, in the in the shadows. You know, we don't know. I feel like, didn't we hear a little bit about Cam Taylor Britt last year, you know, around draft? Yep. I feel like mm-hmm. we heard something about him. So, you know, yep. you hear about these players, and I'm interested, man. I hope the one, though, that they're talking about that follows through, the one that they met at the Combine, uh, number one, who, if he comes to Cincinnati, he should rock number zero, Jameer Gibbs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'd be so 
fucking dope, bro. Like, I haven't even oh. thought of that yet of a dude wearing zero here. Oh. I know. That would be badass, bro. Like, <laughs> up. I mean, man, looking forward to that. But, um, yeah, bro, so a topic we're having, you know, and to present to everybody, uh, me and Drake were talking about Lael um, and the update with him today. Uh, pre-episode and we're like you know what let's go ahead stop our conversation right now and get this on recording um so drake what was the news with lael regarding sorry i was finishing up my milkshake um so basically mm-hmm. with lael um you know at least i don't know if it was from jeff hobson or but i know it was you know from the Bengals. uh you know lael is shooting for a week one return as of right now you know that's not, not including any delays in the process or, but you know, it looks like everything's going great. Like you said, this is something that happened on Christmas day. Mm-hmm. So around Christmas and you know, the recovery time, I'm not a doctor, but getting to September that should have you know enough time. Maybe he doesn't participate in like training camp and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. needless to say, I think that right tackle position, I know a lot of people are talking about, you know, reaching on, on a guy like Dewan Jones, which don't get me wrong. If we took Dewan Jones in the first round, I would not even hate the pick. Right. But at the same time, I do feel like in the back end of the second round, or if you wanted to trade up the second round, you could get an offensive lineman. But right now that's good news. Lyle shooting for week one. You also got a guy who coming into OTAs, um, shout to Mike Petraglia, um, Jackson Carmen came in to very, very, very good shape. I mean, that's good. I think a guy that, you know, we've heard that they said he will compete at right tackle. So um, I think that's going to be interesting. And Jackson came in and he gave some quality reps. You know, he kind of was in the, in the rabbit hole there for a minute, you know, not, not getting any type of recognition or even chance to show himself. And I think, you know, for the right reason, the you know the best five guys were out there for that time being but yeah man that right tackle position I'm more comfortable at right tackle than a lot of people are I know I know it's like I'm not I'm not comfortable in the fact of saying like we have a guy that's gonna lock down there for years to come mm-hmm. but it's kind of like a band-aid like I think for now yeah and you have to, you definitely have to figure out the position. That's why a guy like Dewan Jones or, you know, whoever that you can put it right tackle that you think can succeed there. But yeah, they, they have a good band aid right now, but they definitely have to look towards the future. Yeah. Uh, and I, I actually agree with you, you know, in, in the macro right now, um, it's just that from now until, you know, uh, week one, there's going to be a lot of moving parts. Right. I think that's the thing, because when you look at it on its face, you're right. You got Jonah, Lael, and Jackson at a swing that you saw some promise, little bit of promise from last year at the very end. So that's three dudes. I mean, yeah, I, I get it. Like, you should be able to make something happen. But like we said, the – um you know, just the transitioning that's going to occur. Likely Jonah, suggestively, Jonah getting moved. Um, L potentially being cut, which is going to be a topic we're going to talk about here in a moment. Um, and, yeah, you know what a draftee looks like. So 
I, I hear you. Um, I would not go as far to say I'm comfortable, but I see when you look at the roster right now, you're okay. Now, one thing I did want to hop on with Lael, um, that return time, it's great to hear. Uh, I, I think I mentioned this before, and it's really important. Um, for Lael specifically, um, that's a guy that's been notorious for not practicing a ton. It's just it is what it is. He hasn't. You know, it's what a lot of Cowboys fans and um, history show with the Cowboys. And this past offseason, of course, dealing with lingering injuries, those were probably overblown looking at it in hindsight. He just probably wanted to get as healthy as possible and avoid any further injury. Now, with that track record of a guy that prefers to stay on the sideline to keep himself sharp instead of putting him on the field and wearing down his body before the season, you're going to have to compete. For the first time in your career, like for the first time in your career, you're going to have to compete for a spot on the roster, let alone a start job. Like it's just where it's at with LL anymore because of where this team is at. It's not so much just a talent problem, right? It's a body, but we got bodies. Like you just said, we got people and we're going to inject it with another young talent whether that's a first round, second, third, fourth, whatever it looks like, maybe double, he's going to have to compete. So it's going to be really interesting for L, you know, to prepare himself to be ready to go week one. That means you got to go hard in training camp. You got to be here for OTAs. You've got to get on the practice field, unlike you have in previous years. I I 100% agree with you, bro. I think you just kind of showed a good point there. Just like you said, He's going to have to compete for the job for the first time in his career. And I think that's what a lot of guys need, right? Especially when when you're talking about a guy who, okay, we know he's got high-level production in him still, but at the same time, don't get too comfortable. Don't get too set in your shoes that, like, okay, this is my job. Like, no, guys are going to want to compete. Guys want to start, too. So, I 100% agree with you. They they have to – that's what's nice about having um, – sorry, Jackson Carmen. Then you got – I know I know this might be a little laughable, but at the same time, Cody Ford, you know. I But I think he's playing guard now, according uh, to – Yeah. Number. They said, like – because, you know, Nick Scott was number three for a second, and then yeah. – 27 and then um they said cody ford's number was something else but now he's got a number that only guards can wear so i guess cody ford's gonna be like a backup guard Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean there's too many spots on that right tackle job like it it's it's not his i mean it's kind of obvious at this point you know anything that tried to sell to him about tackle was just damaged goods you know and I don't know exactly what those conversations were but I think I heard Paul Danner say you know a little bit after the Cody Ford signing that um you know he was told that he's gonna have a chance to get that starting tackle job I'm sorry that is never fucking happening like you are not going to be a starting right tackle bro it's happening he's gonna be a pro bowler this year man hey hey (laughs) how relieving would that be in low-key how much of a shit show would that be for having to offload but dollars? Part, bro, is like, I people at one point, you know, when he was coming out of the draft, I he, like had, he had a higher stock where people thought that he could be that guy. So yeah. maybe I, 
He was like a first round pick or a fucking high second round pick. Yeah. I remember like I liked him at like 19 or 20. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I think and you know, I'm obviously not going to you know, we got to be real, but you know, who knows? Maybe guy comes in and, and does something like Eli Apple. Who knows, right? But at the same time, the the likelihood of that is probably lower than higher. But still, you know, I'm yeah. I'm rooting for him. <laughs> yeah, hey, amen. Nothing wrong, you know, with rooting for all the guys. Um, yeah, you know, so that's an interesting thing. Um, and thinking about it, bro. Um, well, guys, for you to understand a bit, me and Drake, we started recording on Tuesday. Then we had multiple technical difficulties that were on my end. Then schedule-wise, we were just not able to make it happen. You know, we were kind of phone-hopping me and Drake back and forth. Hey, you know, let's try to make this happen here and there. We weren't able to get a Tuesday episode. Uh, we wanted to run down, you know, some of the players coming back. Um, voluntary. Um, I don't even know. Is this – voluntary workouts just that's it like not even ota I, I think so i think that's what you consider it just something voluntary because obviously like we're going to talk about you know all the guys aren't there but i think it's just probably getting a lot of the new guys in i know they're they worked out some of the uh some of the kids that you know are probably not going to get drafted um so they brought yeah. in a lot of cool kids so you know maybe potentially you know, you see some of those guys, you know, as unrestricted free agents come in and, and compete in training camp. I I don't – obviously, it's it's such a – like I said, it's probably going to happen. But I'm rooting for this kid, Jake Chisholm, man. Like, he's a running back. He went to Ryle. Um, I mean, at one point in one of his high school games, this man had like 400 yards, like seven touchdowns. So, he, he actually got a chance to come out to one of the Bengals' uh, local pro days here early earlier so i'm i'm rooting for him man i think you know gosh this is i mean the running back position too and obviously he, i'm not saying he's gonna come in and be a starter but at the same time i'm really that's a big question mark there too man the running back but it looks like and when we talk about uh voluntary joe mixon was there so um yep very yeah very interesting um and of course some guys that weren't there, T. Higgins, Jonah Williams, Jamar wasn't there the first day. Uh, Sam Hubbard wasn't there the first day. Um, uh, Logan Wilson wasn't there the first day. He showed up the second day. Um, look, guys, it's not a big deal. It's fine. Yeah. Like, Trey Hendrickson did not show up for any of the voluntary workouts last year until OTAs and training camp. Sam Hubbard missed time last year. Um uh, I don't want to say this with confidence, but I think Cheeto missed time last year. Obviously, no, he's there. Never mind, he's there this year. Uh, but look, it's okay if guys don't show up. Yeah, you know, some of you guys may be freaking out with T. Look, it it's just it's protocol right now. You know, they just want to get a deal done. You know, they want to go ahead and do their own thing and shit like that. And uh, T, T could very well be back. Like. I don't think they're pressing much right now. Like right now, at least maybe OTAs a bit different. The standoff would maybe begin. I don't know what that looks like, or he very well could be starting right now. I don't know, but nobody should be flipping out about that. 100%. Yeah. I know a lot of people are kind of going at Zim's throat right now. Cause they're like, man, like you, you said extension, but you know, that, that stuff takes time, you know, and it's exactly. not like, 
you know, obviously it, it could, you know, it could be done right now. It really could. They could just probably be waiting on an announcement day. You know, it, it really could be done right now. And, you know, they're just figuring out when they want to, <coughs> you know, announce. If I was him, man, I'd be like, can you, like, speed this shit up then, please? Because I'm looking for my bonus. No, like, no, seriously, seriously. No, for real. <laughs> imagine that, though. Imagine getting the deal done as a player. And it's not leaked yet. And. <laughs> Uh, the decision makers say, hey, you know what? Uh, let's wait a few days for this. You know, it's laid out. It's right in front of your face. You see the numbers. You just signed on the dotted line. You are officially a Bengal till 2028, and you're getting your 91.5, whatever, 92 million. But let's wait two weeks. Bro, imagine how impatient you'd be. Look, hopefully <laughs> T's not broke. He's probably fine. He's yeah. doing three, four mil this year. But goddamn, like talking about waiting on a fucking $20, 30000000 million bonus. Well, that'd be splitting the payments. But still, fat cash you're just waiting for. It's got to be grueling. Oh, 100%. It's like a, I don't even know. That's like a tease for real. Like, oh, Hell yeah. There you go. You got, you got $30 million, but wait like three weeks. And then it's like, it's like the Bengals are waiting for their payday to hit. They're just like, all right, we got to wait for yeah. it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Like, God forbid, like, a player's in a bad spot financially and they'd have to wait. Oh, hell no. Nah. Yeah, I'd be like, all right, bro, I'm low-key down bad. You able to give me some cash to help you over, you know, whatever. But, yeah, man, uh, who knows what that looks like? You know, some of my homies are like, you know, they're trying to get Joe and T's done at the same time. I don't – that just makes no sense to me. I don't think that makes any sense to the Bengals. But, look, the Bengals are gung-ho on getting T done. Joe, just be patient. Really, that's it. You know, we can go into it all we want. Constantly give updates. This shit will get taken care of. For sure. All right, bro. So, uh, you ready to get these fucking mocks? Oh, we're doing the mocks today on this episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, bro. Um, I'm going to lie. I don't have my iPad. So, do you you're, like- you're able to do it on your phone. I tested it. Okay. All yeah, right. I tested it. It didn't fuck up any of the audio because um, I didn't know if I was going to have to record elsewhere. Okay. Um, so, yeah, um, we can go ahead and do our mock today. I think this could be our um, last mock. Maybe we could do another one, but I don't want to, def- you know, I don't want to um, dilute its value too much like right. we've been talking about all along, you know, um, heading into next week. Um, but, Bro, while you're pulling stuff up, um, here's a quick thing that we can do real quick. I was thinking on the spot. Instead of last time how we each ran through our individual one and, you know, kind of one of us was in the background for 20, 30 minutes while the other one was hitting it, maybe we could go round by round. Okay. And, um, I don't know about PFF. Can you pause Can you pause the uh, simulator? Oh, I'm not even – I haven't even started it yet. Oh, yeah, you could pause it once you're uh, – Okay, yeah. I can so what we could do is we could go round by round for each other hop back and forth okay so we're both integrated together you know like hey here's what i got here's what you got here's my scenario here's my scenario yeah i like that one yeah let's do that cool um while you're pulling your shit up i just ran some shit for fun um and like this ran on its own uh i did not pick my team i just happened to look you know click on the Bengals, see what they did uh the Bengals have this draft guys i'm prefacing you uh you will never see me on social media again because 
I may commit. <laughs> Dude, this draft is so bad. So they got the Bengals uh, trading up to 22 for Isaiah Foskey, who's a really good edge player uh, from Notre Dame. Um, then at 60, they get cornerback Jalen Jones. 92, dif- uh, defensive tackle Byron Young. Uh, 131, defensive tackle Jaqueline Roy. 163, cornerback Kytrell Clark. Wow. Yeah, 26, safety, Garvarius Owens. 246, Kamari Everett, tight end. Imagine taking six defensive players and one offensive player. I, I, I know a lot of people, are like especially in the community, they, they want a good defensive draft because of what they're worried about in free agents. But it's like we just had a defensive heavy draft. I get it. You want to replace guys or have backup contingency plans, but that that's like how we've talked about. It. That's hypothetical, you know. When mm-hmm. when when we get to the deals and when we got to figure out who to replace and when, mm-hmm. we'll figure that out. You know, even if we lose a a Cheeto, which we hope that does not happen, mm-hmm. they they are not just gonna put their hang their shoulders on a rookie. I'll tell you that right now. They will one hundred percent go sign someone. A little cheaper. I mean, it, it's it's common sense. I know a lot of people are freaking out and contingency wise, they want to draft all these defensive guys to put in place for future guys that are going to potentially leave. But it's like we're we got those guys under contract, and that's how the Bengals operate too. They would say that they're like, we got these guys under contract. There are starters. We, you know, we're not. We'll revisit that when that day comes. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. And like, here's a big thing. Look, I I get it. It makes sense about the contingencies, but right. there's variance to everything. There, it's a teeter totter effect to everything. There's one side and there's another. There's no such thing as a balance. The best thing that you can do is try to do it. You're never going to achieve that. So, with that perspective, for those that are clamoring over contingency plans. Just like the side that we're pushing on, mm-hmm. what if you can retain a guy? Have you ever thought of that? Right. Like, look, I get it. Value, I understand. DJ's entering a third contract. He suffered a couple injuries, quad tear, MCL sprain or meniscus sprain, uh, Cheeto, torn ACL, third contract, hitting age 29, Trey Hendrickson, third contract. I get it. I get it. But it is not uncommon for Bengals to retain their own guys past the third contract. It's not. Has it been common lately? But the Bengals have been known to give out third contracts to their own players. Like It's just outside guys. So I think, which I I should add, that's not super common. Did did Dunlap get a third contract? What's that? Did Dunlap get a third contract? Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah, he got a third contract. Uh, he only lived out two years of that extension, I think. I'd have to look. Um, but some of those guys are coming back. You know, people are talking about contingency plans for DJ Cheeto and Trey. Right. Uh, and Mike Hilton. You can't. One or two of those guys aren't coming back. You can't. You're right. All those guys are not leaving. I'm going to tell you that right now. Not. I mean, I get it. Championship teams, they lose players, but – the Bengals are not they're not gonna hang their hand hang like hang their shoulders on 
letting these guys go and replacing them with guys that have not even played a snap. I, I exactly. Unproven commodities for just cheap dollar. Like, right. right. There's a nuance to that. So for anybody that is on that side of contingency, 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 I think they got to get a grip that the machine consists of quality players that you can still get value from. I think a lot of those people are like, oh, you just got Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, you're good. Right, that's right. But to be great, maybe you should keep some other key guys too. Yeah. Like, just food for thought. And one last point I'll make about it, then we'll enter uh, this mock draft. Like, so you telling me all because you're going to sign Joe T and Jamar to uh, – let me think of some words in my head here. 55 uh, – uh, $107 million a year combined. Like, it – Guys, in 2026, 2025, all right, we'll say, um, fuck it. No, we'll go next year. When that cap is destined to go up. So what's the cap this year? Um, fuck. What is the cap? Um, we'll just say it's 228, all right? It's going up. Say it's 250 next year. You got $143 million left to work with. Is that a ton? No, it's not when you're talking about you need 19 other starters and then, you know, to figure out your 19 other starters and then rest of the guys. But that's still money. Right. Like, they act like there's nothing left. Like, you can't – like, that's why I keep talking about, bro, I'm not even going to go down the rabbit hole again. But we can afford to pay a fucking guy on that secondary. People act like you can't yeah. put a fucking dollar into it. We are in a luxurious spot right now with this secondary for the future, not just now, for our future. Like, even with the contingency plan for Mike Hilton, you're saving more money. Dax Hill, cheap for three more years. Uh, CTB, cheap for minimum two more years. Nick Scott, cheap for minimum two more years. That is two years. Mike Hilton is going to be around, likely, for two more years. Security, security, security. Yep. Something to think about a lot of people when you think that it's destined that Cheetos walking out the door. All right? Yes, sir. And, and that's why a lot of people – are on this Emmanuel Forbes train. And I, that's what like cracks me up, man. It's like, I get it. He tore his ACL. There's a lot that we're still wondering about stuff like that, but we still got him for the year. Right. I, yeah. we, can't, we can't just draft a guy in thoughts that automatically he's going out the door at the end of the year, because I'm sure Cheeto would love to stay in Cincinnati. I'm sure he would. Yeah. So, yeah. He wants to win a ring, bro. He knows how close he was. You know, he knows how big of a contributor he was in that bowl. You know, yeah. get that great pick. You know how – I mean, nobody wants to give that up, man. But, you know, money talks, bullshit walks, even beyond all the experiences you have with that team. Uh, but, you know, it's going to be interesting next year. But next year talk, um, it's time to hit this mock draft, baby. You ready? Let's do it. All right. So – um yeah, guys, uh, me and Drake, we're going to hop back and forth, as I said a few minutes ago, make it a bit more engaging with each of us. And, uh, you know, for you guys as a whole, if when I was doing it last time, you're like, holy shit, this dude is just fucking unbearable. Or, you know, when you guys were listening to Drake and you're like, you know what, I just don't know if I can listen to another second of Drake Burton in my entire life. So <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we will intertwine it to make it more. 
Hey, I, I, I like it. I like this one better anyway. So Yeah, me too. So um, how about since you went first last time, I'll go first this time just to keep it even. Okay. Uh, but it'll be super quick. You know, like I said, here's my, here's my shit. Here's yours. X, Y, Z. All right. So we are running. Fuck. Okay. So this is interesting off top. Um, I really like this. So my scenario, I'm at 28. Uh, Bills took Kalijah Kansi at 27. Payne. Holy shit, bro. The Jags got Michael Mayer. <laughs> I've seen that before. I've seen that before. Bro, they are about to go crazy. I mean, it makes sense. You know, you can get a cheaper version of what Evan Ingram gave you, which he's been great there, bro. Good for them. Um, damn, John's taking another edge. That's crazy. All right. So I got an offer from the Saints, yo. Pick 29. So just one pick back. But a 2024 New Orleans fourth. Oh, uh, do you want to do trades? Well, uh, I I know that we actually talked about this and shit. I should have prefaced it a few minutes ago. Um, I'm going to turn away from some of them. I think that I want to go with what's as realistic as possible. And I think a big thing for the Bengals is you need more chances to save money through draft picks. Yeah. So I think they are going to be exuberantly open to trading this year. Not like, hey, please take my first round. You know what I'm saying? But if an opportunity presents itself and they see a path to where they like one, two, three, four, five, six guys, they're going to take that. And I think it's realistic. So in yeah. my opinion, I feel that at least I should add it. Yeah, I 100% agree. Cool. All right. Yeah, I'm just making sure we're same with that. Um I just don't know how interested the Bengals are in future picks, but they exist. They're important. Um, you got Dalton Kincaid, Darnell Wright, Anton Harrison, Jameer Gibbs, Dewan Jones, Lucas Van Ness. I, fuck it. You're going to take it. You like so many guys here for that first round pick. Um, and let's see what we got. One second. The fuck, bro? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Might be. Oh, they took Darno right. That sucks. Fuck. They took the main dude I wanted. Uh, fuck it. We're taking Kincaid. Let's get it. You know, let's get the elite tight end talent. Um, Anton Harrison is there. I just, I'm feeling good with um Dalton Kincaid. So that's my pick. You ready to take yours, bro? Yes, sir. Let's go. So, um, right off the top. Let's see. I didn't even look at who got picks before. Okay, so we got, you know, top two picks. You got Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, obviously. Um, Jalen Carter went four to the Colts. Um, wow. Ejon to Washington. Paris Johnson to the Steelers, which I think that's realistic, honestly. Um, Dalton Kincaid to the Jags in this one. Ooh. Um, and then Miles Murphy, the Cowboys, and right before us, the Bills took um, the Florida guard, Osiris. So now I'm on the clock. And I think you know, right off top, you know, you got Brian Breezy, um, the Clemson D lineman. You got Anton Harrison, Will McDonald, um, Emmanuel Forbes, who a lot of people love right now, um, and Michael Mayer. So I think I think my consensus, and I did this in the last draft too, 
if available, I'm taking Michael Mayer. Um, no ifs, ands, or buts. But I just don't know if realistically on draft night he'll be there. But for the sake of this mock draft, yeah, I'm going to take Michael Mayer here with this first pick. I like it. Okay. So first round, B things mock draft, Dalton Kincaid uh, with the trade back and acquisition of a 2024 Saints fourth. And then Drake has got Michael Mayer at overall 28. All right, so moving to the second round here. Um, trade offers, like I said, I think I genuinely feel that the Bengals are going to be looking at a lot of them. Um, this one from the Raiders, uh, they want my pick 60 and 206 for their pick 70 and 109. I'm going to pass up on that. Um, all right, so no more trade offers. Um Let's see some guys. Zach Charbonnet went at 57. Emmanuel Forbes fell all the way to 53. Oh, my gosh. Jalen Hyatt fell to 54 uh, to the Chargers. Lions obviously taking that receiver with the crazy shit that happened today. Anton Harrison fell to 47. Packers took Hendon Hooker. Okay, awkward. (laughs) That's a big situation. All right. God, can you imagine? They already spent a first round pick on Jordan Love, and now they, yup, and weird, 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 weird stuff. All right, so I like this here. Uh, top guy on the board, forty five of Raw Mozzie Smith, a really good pass rushing interior guy. What if we said at nauseum? What is a big need for this defense? A penetrating three tech. Period. He you. What's that? He fell to you? Yes, at 60. Wow. So uh, you got Cody Mock here. Um, you got Felix uh, Enudike Uzama, Edge from Kansas State. You got Cedric Tillman, wide receiver out of Tennessee, who is actually pr- more productive um, than Jalen Hyatt at times. Clark Phillips, cornerback, who's been rising in value. But Mozzie Smith is a really underrated guy in this draft process. Um, I think he's one of the best three three techs in the draft. Um, and what have we talked about at nauseum? That's what they need, and there's not that many of them that are good in this draft. You got to take what you can. So yeah. I'm going to play with Mozzie Smith at pick 60, defensive tackle out of Michigan. Oh, yeah. I, I think for for the value of getting him that, that late, I wouldn't have expected that. But, yeah, I mean, you can mm-hmm. pass that up. All right, so my second round, let's look at it. What's crazy is three picks ago, um, Sam Laporta uh, fell all the way down to 57 of the Giants. Ooh. That was was a crazy one. Julius Brents, 55 to the Lions. Hey, so close. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Jameer Gibbs to the Packers. I'm going to (laughs) cry. Fuck. Jack Campbell to the Jets. That's a oh, yeah. They're really stacking up that defense. Robert Salas got something cooking over there. Exactly. All right. So, looking at what we got on the board here, we got <clears throat> uh, obviously quarterback one, Tanner McKee. Might have to here. Um, no, we got we got Tooley. I obviously cannot pronounce his last name. Yeah, me too. Um, but he's there. Um, All right. Tank Dell, 
Tyreek Stevenson. I think that second round is not bad. Uh, now Garrett Williams, which I've I've not studied up on him too much. Is it true that he's coming off an ACL? Yes. Uh, some people are obsessed with him. Uh, they think he's got a lot of ability. Uh, he's really, really athletic. I think he ran a great forty, uh, or he's got great speed. Um, I I know he produ- He worked out his pro day, um, and. Yeah, bro. I mean, PFF is literally fapping all over Garrett Williams. I mean, they think he's one of the best corners in the draft. Um, from Syracuse, though, you know, TBD, you know, big transition of quality of talent. Uh, not that Syracuse is a nobody, you know, football program, but, you know, definitely uh, not the highest grade of talent So that they're competing against. Um, yeah, man, he's a quality player, though. Yeah, I mean – just looking at the at the board, I mean, we got some talented guys. Charbonnet's still there. Um, DJ Turner, you got you you got some guys on the board, but it's kind of tough because <clears throat> I took let's see, obviously Mayor in the first round, and there's a lot of question marks. People are gonna freak out if I don't try to take an offensive lineman right now, which there's not good depth right on the offensive line, um, besides maybe Blake Freeland. Uh, but like, man, I like, I like edge. I like the edge here. Um, a lot of people are going to freak out if I don't take a corner here because, you know, they want a corner in the first or second round. I think there's a lot of positions though, that we have that people could debate on being a first or second round selection, whether that's tight end, running back, cornerback, defensive line. I think people got to face the fact that, you know, when you're talking about four positions, only two of that can really happen. Right, you know, so the mm-hmm. man, gosh, so I, I'm not thinking about Cheeto right now, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not worried about corner. I think we can get some depth later. Okay. So I think, I think I'm gonna take um, Thule. I'm gonna go. I mean, just for value, almost a third rounder. I'm gonna take him there. I mean, Andre Carter, a guy that you talked about, couldn't really produce. <clears throat> What at the combine was it? Yeah, uh, uh, at a senior, uh, senior bowl. bowl. Yeah, so the senior bowl. He and you know he just fell to the third round. Obviously, I'm gonna let you pick now, but yeah. Oh yeah. All right. So uh, recapping my second round, um, I went ahead and drafted Mozzie Smith, defensive tackle uh, slash three tech guy that can move all across the defensive line from Michigan. Uh, and Drake went ahead and drafted Tooley. Forget his last name, uh, <laughs> USC. So that's interesting, bro. Uh, you and me, you know, we both take same positions, different players, first two rounds. Um, and no trade backs in there as well. So interesting stuff. Um, so with mine, the board felt quite interesting here. Um, at 90, the Cowboys took Tank Bigsby, a big body running back. Uh, Tyler Scott, receiver out of UC, went to Minnesota at 87. Um let me see other interesting names here. Um, Blake Friedland, 77 to the Rams. Kayshawn Booty went to Patriots at 76, 75. Cody Mock. Uh, Zach Harrison really liked him. Um, to the Texans at 73. Tanner McKee, quarterback in the third round going to the Titans. <laughs> hey, that sucks. Um, all right, here's what I got. So – well, I've got an annoying ad. 
into my way here. Okay. Oh, baby. Fuck yes. So, Sydney Brown safety at uh, 70 overall on my big board. Not interested in the safety. Noah Sewell, Ivan Pace. I like Ivan Pace. But, thankfully, I got my pass rush, um, you know, talent that I needed in the second round. Not looking for that right now. Sam Laporta is here in the third. What the hell? And I know how compelled am I to take him. Yeah, but the guy I'm looking at is Matthew Bergeron. Tackle out of Syracuse. Has been under the radar. He is a really good talent. Super fucking strong. Really, really strong ankle. Ankle. Anchor. Big size. 6'6", 320. 8.8 RAS score. Um, I mean, I think this is a guy that Frank Pollock loves. I've heard some extra things about Matthew Bergeron with the Bengals. So I think they're going to love this situation. So I'm taking Matthew Bergeron tackle out of Syracuse at pick 90. There you go. Hell yeah. It's kind of crazy because that <clears throat> that's similar to what I'm doing, you know, looking at the board. We got we got some talent here. Um, they like said Ray Carter. Anthony Johnson Jr., Isaiah McGuire, the edge, but we just took an edge, so I'm not going to take back-to-back. Um, we got Jalen Jones, the corner, Corey Trice, Keandre Miller, the running back, um, and then my guy, the guy that I'm going to take here. Oh, we got Kishan, We got Kayshawn Booty here, too, so that's that's not a, that's not a bad one. You know, what are the needs going to be for that guy, you know, when he's in the league? <sighs> <laughs> I don't know, but uh, I heard someone fucking around to say uh, today, my homie Deep Pain. He said, "You gotta grab Booty. You know, <laughs> he's available." So I was like, "Oh, that's a good one." I don't know, bro, but you got some lots people. Can- uh, so we we got your boy here, Riley Moss. Um, oh, but the pick I'm gonna take here, tackle out of BYU, Blake Freeland in the third round. Beautiful. Yep. Oh. Hell yeah, that's great. So look at that, guys. Um, same positions again. Tight end, pass rusher, on the interior, and offensive tackle. I mean, tackles that I think you feel confident with. Yeah. Not, not completely confident. Like, hey, here's your day one starter. You know, pen, write it, you know, ink it in. But you feel good that, hey, these are guys that we can now feel good going with in the future. So I like it. Um, so give me one second here. I'm gonna work with something real quick. Do some work here. Damn, I like the way my draft fell to me here in the fourth round. Really? Yeah, yeah. Just considering on how I've picked so far, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I've taken a tight end, um, the the edge, and then um, God, who did I take? I don't know how I just had a brain fart. Mm. Um, Blake Freeland, duh. Yep. Hell yeah. Yep. Awesome, man. Me too. I, I love this one so far, and I love it even more. Um. Because, you know, as we said, you know, to begin the episode, um, some philosophies, you know, for just running the mock drafts for for fun to be like, you know, no trades, whatever. Um, I, you know, I believe that this can truly happen. And what I ended up doing here 
was I just traded Jonah Williams for a fourth round pick to the Titans. So you get Matthew Bergeron. What do we talk about at the beginning of this episode? You got guys at that right tackle spot. Like, look, none are as proven as what Jonah Williams would have been. But you know, we all know what Jonah Williams is now, right now. And then you add a promising young talent that has the ability to be a quality starter in Matthew Bergeron. You got to offload that when you can. So I think that's a very realistic thing for the Bengals. And they just did uh, trading for 147 and Jonah Williams. So um, just got busy there. And now I'm going to make my selection on 131 um, on the top of the board. This falls just perfectly for me. My top two guys, Israel Banacanda and Sean Tucker. So Oof. I got voice. I got blistering speed from Sean Tucker that ran a 4-3-2. Guess who else ran a 4-3-2? Israel Banacanda. So there's a couple things here. None of these guys are exceptional pass blockers. None of them. In fact, Israel Banacanda wasn't even involved much on pass blocking plays for, for um, whatever the fuck their name is in Pittsburgh. Certainly what I don't pay attention to is their names. Um, that's going to be a thing for them. But what have we talked about again and again? Give me breakaway speed. And you got to have both. Uh, Sean Tucker's a bit smaller. Israel Bandicanda is a bit bigger. So I'm going Israel Bandicanda. So I get my running back at 131. Hell yeah. You know, I'm going to take a – you know, a little more interesting approach here. Um, obviously, you know, the uncertainty of Joe Mixon, um, but Travion Williams backing him up, right? <clears throat> yes. I am actually going to put my trust in Travion right here. Um, in, my, oh. in my fourth round, um, just because of how the board fell to me. I mean, looking at what we got at running back, I think we do have a Banacanda. Um, yeah, he's there. We got Keaton Mitchell, Chase Brown. We got some good depth there at running back. So, um, and I, I'm a guy who maybe I'm maybe I'm just biased because I like him so much. But it's Jameer Gibbs or it's nobody. So um, <laughs> here in the fourth round, I you know I got Juice Scruggs, the center out of Penn State. I got Kobe Turner, D lineman out of Wake Forest, and obviously haven't addressed that three tech yet, like how you did. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's kind of a question mark. Ivan Pace got a guard and Andrew Voorhees out of USC. Well, actually I'd add Thule, uh out of USC. It certainly has a uh, okay. three tech pass rush presence on the oh, interior. Okay. Sweet, sweet. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a draft expert. So yeah, that All right. helps with that. Um, yeah. But yeah, here, here in the fourth round, I got my guy from Alabama. I'm going to take him, I think for, how far he fell in the value, you can't beat it. Eli Ricks, cornerback in the fourth round. Wow. All the way to the fourth. <laughs> Something must have happened to him. <laughs> Interesting. Good pick. All right. So, in the fourth round is where me and Drake go our different directions for the first time. So, good stuff, man. I, I think that was a great pick. Um, and for me here – I'm at pick 147 now, the pick I acquired from trading Jonah. Um, I got a uh, a run on interior guys, interior tackles, or uh, interior offensive linemen, my bad. 
Um, I got a couple centers up here, and I got an offensive guard, Emil Ikior Jr. from Alabama. Um, you got Trey Dean, your guy from Florida. Kenny McIntosh still there. Tajay Spears, running backs. Running back run is here. Okay. Uh, Luke Schoonmaker, all the way at 152 overall. Um, I think I'm going to stay at the top of this list, though. And I've talked about him before. Um, Alusagoon Alawatimi, uh, center out of Michigan. He's got interior flexibility, versatility, super athletic, super athletic. I mean, super strong, and he's got a lot of experience. He's a really good fucking center. And I think that he could be a contingency plan for Teddy. And not even that, you know, because you still got so much value out of Teddy. And you're expected to live out the year of that contract. So two more years of Teddy. Teddy K, talk about a contingency plan behind Teddy K right now. <laughs> you have to go into a game with Trey fucking Hill. Right. Or in trouble. Like, I, thought, I thought about that the other day. You know, I was looking at yes, bro. Hill and I was like, you know, is this guy going to develop into being our, you know, starting center? Just trying to convince myself. Bro. Yeah, bro. Like, look, he came in into the league exceptionally young. He was the, the youngest guy in the 2021 draft class. 20 years old. 20. A lot of growing pains. Um, I mean, look, impressive that he stayed around last year. Um, and I don't think the Bengals are going to give up on him for that reason because of how young he is. But, I mean – you want to be gung-ho and strapping up the soul line and making the strength leave question marks that big. At least if you can avoid question marks that large, do it. So I'm going to do that exact thing. Uh, get a contingency plan, get a background guy to add some security to the interior, particularly center with a Alawatimi. Hell yeah. There you go. So that was your fifth round pick. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm kind of losing where I'm at at 147 OVR. Yes, sir. All right, so here I am on the board. Um, you know, we got some we got some safeties on the board. Uh, Ronnie Hickman out of Ohio State, my guy. Trey Dean, um, Jordan McFadden, the tackle. Uh, Bryce Ford Wheaton, the wide receiver. So if you want to take a wide receiver, crazy testing, bro. Crazy. And what's crazy, man, is I'm sitting here at this pick, and I'm I like Bryce Ford waiting at this pick. You know, kind of gives you a T frame, but I'm looking at Jonah uh, Tavai. I do not know how to pronounce this guy's name. Some of these guys are. Yeah, yeah, uh, I remember that dude. Weird name. He's kind of a smaller guy, um, but you know, looks like he could offer some some talent, but. Here, you know, obviously I did not address running back in the last round. Um, I think the only thing that really leaves you here is Keaton Mitchell, but I don't hate it in the fifth round. I think Keaton Mitchell's a good pick here, so I'm going to take Keaton Mitchell in the fifth round. Um, but yeah. Ooh, Luke Schoonmaker, I just noticed, fell the pick before me. Oh, uh, Dorian Tom. Thompson Robinson, quarterback out of UCLA, went two picks before as well. I know a lot of people liked him, and, uh, you know, the Bengals brought him in for a visit. Just interesting. 100%. All right, man. So, um, who'd you take again? I took um, – Keaton. 
Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. So, um, recapping that round, I got to see what you took a running back, Keaton Mitchell. I went ahead and got my center. Um, and for pick 163, I have no trade offers worthy. Um, I see a guy all the way up at 140 OVR, uh, OVR on the big board, Trey Dean. Tajay Spears still sitting there. Isaiah McGuire, edge out of uh, Missouri. I think you're definitely – oh, my gosh, I'm looking at this size. Oh, man. I don't know if I can pass up on McGuire here now. Uh, I I see Garrett Williams down here. That's who I'm compelled to take. Andrew Voorhees fell all the way as well. Uh, oh, my God. Garrett Williams fell. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, he fell. But this size, man, from Isaiah McGuire, I mean, this fits exactly what the Bengals are looking for. 6'4", 268, big body, 9'6 on the RES, high-end combination of explosiveness and length adds up to elite power capacity. I'm reading some of this here uh, from PFN. Um, hands are... Visible, uh, visible knockback power at the point of attack. Sounds familiar, don't it? Sam Hubbard. Um, when he fully extends, he can brutally shove blockers back to the line. Sounds familiar, don't it? Uh, raw power. Blows blockers back. I mean, if, it does, if this doesn't sound like a Lou Anarumo guy, I don't know who does. <laughs> Bengals love taking pass rushers in the later rounds. So... <clears throat> Fuck it. I mean, what did we talk about? We've talked about the landscape with the cornerback room, what people just override because they like the the concept of a contingency plan. It's not a massive need right now. And I'm going to double down on my opinion on that. And I'm going to go ahead and double down on Ed Rusher. So I got Edge out of Missouri. Hell yeah. Um, Damn, I wish my sixth round fell to me like that. Um, (laughs) We're kind of, we're kind of. Right here, we got the goat Stetson Bennett, um, nice. Trell Miller, the linebacker out of Florida, um, Troy Brown, linebacker out of Mississippi. We got some good linebackers here, I feel like, in the uh-huh. yeah. Are you wise? Um, Clayton Toon, the quarterback out of Houston, my guy that I was just telling you about, Jonah out of San Diego State. And I think that's going to be my pick here in the sixth round. I think I'm going to take the the defensive lineman, uh, Jonah Tavai. I do not know how to say his name, so apologies. But I think here in the sixth round, you can't can't beat that. Hell yeah. <clears throat> well, sounds good, man. Um, I like that. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> man, I'm trying to look at some corners here. Man, Hunter Lipke, I think the Bengals liked him. Um you think so, man? I would. That, that's the fullback, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, fullback, running back. I mean, elite. I, I want to. You know what? Like, that's one thing that's underrated that I've always loved about certain offenses when they have an elite fullback. We need. We need to get a fullback in our offense. I mean, it's, I like the idea. It's just we have so right. much fucking skill. Like, yeah, skill yeah. Talent. I mean, it. Yeah, it, it's hard to work with, but hey. I'm not averse to it. It'd just be a super specific scenario as well. Right. Um, so I want a corner. I, I want a back end roster corner. 
Um, but I, I think you like what you got right now. And who is, I mean, just a call away, Eli Apple. I mean, <laughs> it's bound to happen that he's going to come back. I sure as fuck, we sure as fuck hope he's going to come back. Um, so I'm going to rest on that. You know, I, I, I'm trying to look for a corner here. I'm not finding one. Um, so I am going to go ahead and certainly not taking a fucking kicker, not taking a backup quarterback. Sacramento State, that's just a cool school. Like that bean, baby. <laughs> fucking won last night. Um, uh, running back, kicker, running back, quarterback, linebacker, quarterback, ugh, safety with a horrible RES score. Fuck it, man. You're probably going to be surprised of hearing this name, um, Deuce Vaughn. Five five little dude, I'm gonna go ahead and take him. Okay. Yep. I mean, at 190, bro, or, or 210 is what I was at actually. It, fuck it. Like, yeah. go ahead and get it. So that's where I went. Deuce Vaughn running back out of Kansas State. Hell yeah. Um, here my last pick. I'm looking at the board. I mean, obviously we got nothing, nothing much. I mean, we got Jake with the tackle. Haven't they been talking about Jake Witt? Um, yeah, yeah, they did. So there, there's one of those guys. We got Cameron Brown, the cornerback from Ohio State. Um, Troy Brown, the linebacker out of Mississippi. And I know how they like these um, later round type linebackers. It's kind of weird how they're able to, to do it, especially with the undrafted guys too. Because remember, at one point, we could not get a linebacker to save our life. I mean, we were itching for a linebacker for the longest time, and now we we have so much depth. But I look here. I think I'm going to take Troy Brown, the linebacker out of Mississippi, you know, add some more depth there, back-end guy. Can't beat it. Oh, yeah. I like it. Let's go. So um, I went dummy level here, and I was like, you know what? I just want to scroll down to see the lowest available dude on the big board. Um, they have a thousand dudes on their big board <laughs> and, uh, they got a dude, they got a dude all the way at eight thirty-five overall <laughs> with Josh Donovan. I'm like, how ironic would that be, bro? To take a dude all the way down there. Who's uh, Josh? Nah, it's just a dude at 835th overall on the big board, bro. He's a nobody. Oh, <laughs> So can you imagine like if he got a phone call, he'd probably be like, wait, what? Yeah, dude. He's probably fucking, I mean, eating food, you know, whatever. Certainly not fucking waiting for a call for the draft. So that would be that. Speaking of that, how did that Patriots lineman turn out? The guy that they took in the first round and no strange. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, First year he did. He did good. Really? Okay. Yeah. He wasn't great. But he did good. Yeah. I a lot of people were like, Cole Strange, you could have got him in the second, third round. Like, bro, the Rams were looking at him at pick 100. And he went at 24, bro. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's ridiculous. So, all right. Um, 246. It's kind of weird here. Um, Shaka Hayward, linebacker out of Duke. Uh, eight on the RES score. I mean, mm, tight ends don't really like what's here. Um, already took a running back. I kind of like Chris Rodriguez. I really like him here, actually. Um, 
Trying to see. I got a tight end. You know what? Um, I see Ben Sims. Not Ben Simmons. Don't get triggered, people. Not Ben Simmons, trash ass. Uh, but Ben Sims, tight end out of Baylor, uh, scored 8.4 on the RAS score, 6'4", 250, good size. Um, fuck it. I'm going to go ahead and take him. So I'm going to double dip a tight end in the seventh round. Okay, there you go. I like my draft. You know, looking at it, I think I hit a lot of positions. Um, tight end, obviously the biggest one. One of the biggest ones. Um, edge. Thought edge was a good one. And then tackle. Tackle, you know, within those first three rounds. Obviously, running back is what you're wondering about. But I, I think Keith Mitchell in the fifth round is not a bad pick. And if they do have a lot of confidence in Travion Williams, which, he, you know, when he came in and he showed his burst last year, he looked good. I've always been a Travion fan. It's just more about getting those guys' touches, right? And the sexy pick is a Jameer Gibbs, you know, something like that. But if that's philosophy, if, if we can get Travion going, a.k.a. the professor, sign me up. Yeah, hell yeah, let's get it. But. So- did did you end up getting your did you end up picking your seventh round pick? Yeah, I I picked right before you. I don't know how mine went a little quicker, but yeah, I took Troy Brown, the linebacker, in the seventh round. Oh, oh shit, might be okay. Maybe we got a bit tripped up there. Maybe let me see. No, maybe did you trade a pick? Oh no, I didn't trade any picks. That's probably why. Huh? I I stuck with Jonah. We're gonna we're gonna figure out Jonah. Okay. But no, I think I think realistically, uh, Jonah should get should get traded during the draft. Some something along those lines. I mean, it makes sense, you know, when you when you're speaking in terms of how you traded him to the Titans in the fourth. I think the Titans win. I think the Bengals win. You know, they already got you know Broderick or whatever you said um, to replace Jonah. So I I think I think third fourth round for a Jonah. It's good, you know. You're hoping for a third. That's you know, that's probably highly likelihood, but I I don't know. I don't know what Jonah's going for on the market right now. I don't know exactly either, but I can almost guarantee that a serviceable tackle would go for a fourth round pick. Um, and I think it's going to be like this, man. They're not going to move Jonah Williams until they feel comfortable enough to do so and how they're going to feel comfortable enough is finding a contingency plan in the draft before they offload them. If they don't find a guy in time, like uh, my opinion, if they do not get a dude that they like by the third round, Jonah Williams is going to be a Bengal in 2023. If they find a bet, if they find a tackle in the first three rounds that they like, the clock is ticking to offload his contract now. So and I think what people fail to realize is like, obviously, you know, this guy is requesting a trade, but you know, he's still under contract. Right. And if they, you know, they're, we're not in 2019, right. Where, where the Bengals are going to reach on a guy, even Duke Tobin said this, we're taking the best player available. And if the best player available in, first three rounds are not an offensive lineman then yeah maybe they they do figure out what to do with jonah at a later date 
I think you're not you're not going into this draft worried like, oh well, you know what are we gonna do with Jonah and you know we, you know we gotta replace Jonah in, in some type of capacity, but it's like you just signed one of the best left tackles in free agency in Orlando Brown, so nothing to worry about there. I think the right tackle right now, we we talked about it earlier in the episode. Lyle trying to get ready for week one. That position in general is just going to be hard fought at. I, I like Jackson Carmen to potentially fight for that job. You know, this is a guy that was oh, yeah. on the chopping block for ever. You know, we thought he was going to get cut last year, right? He's still around. So, you know, a guy like that can, yeah, compete. For sure, man, for sure. So uh, you want to go ahead and run a recap of our – picks we got here let's do it all yep. right you can um you can go ahead and go first with yours all right so first round we got michael mayer uh second round we got Tuli. um third round blake freeland the tackle fourth round eli ricks cornerback out of alabama in the fifth round we got keaton mitchell running back east carolina in the sixth round i do not know how to say this guy's name so yeah. apologies uh jonah Tavai, San Diego State, um, and then Troy Brown, the linebacker out of Mississippi. In the seventh. I think it was a pretty solid draft. You know, you hit a lot of positions around, you know, a lot. You know, people were talking about tight end. People were talking about getting more depth at that edge slash three tech. Um, then you got your tackle right there, Blake Freeland, cornerback. People were like, what are we going to do, you know, behind the big three? I think Eli Ricks. I think, uh, you know, the guy that – his name cannot come to me right now. Jalen – Jalen Davis. Yeah, Jalen Davis. I think even though he's a slot guy, he offers you, you know, good backup ability. People are forgetting about him. So, I don't think, you know, the Bengals have to be so reluctant on taking a cornerback early. But at the same time, I wouldn't even hate the pick, you know. Yep, I totally agree. And, and, and I love those – I love those selections, man. I think it's great. Because you look at the first five picks, what you did, you did tight end, um, uh, pass rushing, interior defensive lineman, um, tackle, cornerback, running back. What are the biggest needs? Tackle, running back, corner, pass rush, running back. You got all of them. And I didn't have to reach either. You know, that all came to me in the draft, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, bro, you, you look back you look back on Sunday at that draft and you look at those first five picks and those players. Those are good players. I think you're extreme. Yeah. I think that was a great one. Yeah, 100%. Those are guys that are probably going to get taken, you know, a lot higher. When you said, you know, we come – Look back at the draft, you know, Eli Ricks is, I'm telling you right now, probably not going to fall the fourth round, right? Um, same with Freeland. Freeland might get taken in the second round. I think that's like a Bengals pick. I, that sounds like a Bengals pick. It, it does. It does sound like an early Bengals pick. You like the upside. You like the potential. It's a it, He's a raw player that you can mold into a really good one. So, um, yeah, man, I like it a lot. I think it was great. So, uh, running with mine. At pick 29, I traded from 28 to 29 with the Saints uh, for a 2024 Saints fourth. One pick back, I remember there was either uh, pretty much Darno Wright and Dal- Dalton Kincaid. I took the bullet. They took 
right, I took Kincaid. So tight end out of Utah, Dalton Kincaid is my pick at 29. Uh, 60, I get a penetrating pass rusher on the interior and Mozzie Smith versatility can even line up at the one to the five tech. So inside of the tackles, on the shoulders of tackle guards, centers, he's not necessarily going to be rushing completely from the outside, but he's got a lot of juice from those spots. Um, Then Matthew Bergeron, underrated tackle, a lot of upside, a lot of tangibles, a lot of things you really like. So tight end, defensive tackle, offensive tackle, first three picks, 131. You get your explosive, 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 explosive running back. Israel Banacanda. Don't overthink it. Yes, he's not a great pass blocker, but you know who is a good pass blocker, bro? Who? Travion Williams. Yep. No one's talked about it. Like, it, I, I don't even want to go down that rabbit hole right now, but there's a part of me that could really be sold on Israel Banacanda and Travion Williams being your number one and two entering 2023. I really could see it. But, so you get your juice at running back. Uh, 147 off the trade uh, I had with Jonah Williams, offloading that 12.7 and getting an extra pick for, you know, 147. Um, Alusagoon, Aluatimi, offensive center. Uh, Sorry, I said offensive center. I'm looking at OC here. That confused the fuck out of me. Uh, Center from Michigan, versatility. You like that a lot. 163, Isaiah McGuire, edge rusher out of Missouri. They love the size. That is a Lou and a Rumo, Marion Hobby. I mean, just the perfect conglomerate of talent and size of what they want. So I think you love that pick at 163. Bengals have had a lot of success with late day, second, third day defensive linemen. 206, you double back at the running back spot. You get 5'5", little man Deuce Vaughn with a lot of explosion. Clear BPA there. Not a ton to offer there when you look back at it in hindsight. So that's kind of what you're left with. I don't know how they feel about that size. But like I said, he's the best talent. Kind of take what you can at 206, man. Uh, 246, kind of same thing. Uh, you like a lot of the things from Ben Sims, tied in out of Baylor. So a double dip of running back and tight end. And, of course, like I said, I acquired the 2024 New Orleans fourth. There you go. That's what's up. I mean, I like your draft. So you double dipped at tight end? Yep, I double dipped at tight end. Um, opposite ends of the spectrum, first and seventh round. Then running back, I went fourth and sixth. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I like it. I like it. So who, I've never heard of the guy. Well, I doubled up. My B, I actually doubled up on the offensive line too. Okay. There you go. So you took the – yeah, you took the center, and then who else did you take – Matthew Bertrand, tackle. There you go. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I I like the idea of getting a center guard in this draft. I know a lot of people are not talking about that at all, right? But all, bro. It's important to have that depth. I mean, we're we're talking about you know potential holes being opened a year from now, but Mm -hmm. we're not talking about a hole that can be there in a couple weeks, right? And yep. that's Bro, imagine if Teddy K could not withstand the injury that he sustained in uh, the Bills in the Bills playoff game, and we had to go Trey Hill in the AFC Championship game. It, 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 
Sounds horrible. People would still like Max Sharping. He would have no problems. Why? Because Trey Hale would have been so bad. I mean, I don't even want to think about how bad it could have been, bro. So, kind of going with what you're saying, nobody's talking about him because it didn't show its ugly head. But that ugly head is still there. It's just covered up by the guy on top. And to get that backup guy in that comfort to know that if anything happens, you know, we're comfortable. That's a big deal. Yeah, I think both of our drafts are pretty pretty realistic, right? I mean, but when it comes to draft night and, you know, those first three days, we're not going to have a clue, right? I mean, all these mock drafts are just going to go straight down the drain. But I'm yeah. – I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see what we do because I know a lot of people are feeling, and that's what's so cool about the draft is like you got this one side that is so, you know, wants defense, and you got this other side that wants offense. So, you know, mm-hmm. something's going to have to happen, and not everybody's going to be pleased. Um, but yeah, man, like let's, let's talk about different positions now. Like, I know, you know, we can wrap it up here soon, but like, yeah. In the first round, how do you feel if, like, I know there's there's so many people that do not like the idea of taking a tight end or running back in the first two rounds because they just feel like, oh, you can you can find that later. And I get it. You know, we've, we've seen, you know, guys from later rounds go on to succeed, but – you're betting on a lot, right? George Kittles, you know, people like that. You're betting that someone like that's going to fall there. So for short talent, how do you feel on drafting a running back or even tight end early? I love it. I mean. That's how I feel. I feel. Yeah, bro. It's your biggest needs, man. Like, I, I don't, I don't think we need to overthink it because of where this team is at right now. Right. Like, you can kind of afford to make sure you get your biggest needs. Like yeah, I, feel, I feel like you're not reaching either on either position. If you yeah, take a- you're not. So like I, I don't get the big problem. Right. Yeah, man. Look, if this was 2020 Bengals, and you know, we saw what Tyler Eifert was in 2020. You know, and CJ not even really popping off yet for or 2019. Sorry, you know, and and it's just a shithole right now. You get DJ Reader, you get Trey Waynes, you're feeling good. You know, you get Von Bell, and you go to the draft and you draft. I don't know. You draft a tight end. Like, do you like the pick? Depending who it is, of course you can, but overall. You need a you need a premier position. I mean, I, what have we talked about a lot of what premier positions are? Quarterback, tackle, wide receiver, cornerback, edge rusher. If you are a team that is wanting to improve your culture or dictate your culture off key positions at and produce on the field at key positions at, it's those five positions. And it With team. You have your talent at quarterback, wide receiver, tackle, cornerback, edge rusher. 
why people don't understand why this team is so good. Is that directly correlated to the other 17 positions on the team? Or even more than that, actually. Uh, 14, uh, 13, 12 positions on the team? No. Of course, it matters what those looks like. And we have good, we have good talent at every single position. But a team needs to get sturdy at those positions. When you are, you have a bit of luxury that's not talked about enough. Yeah, I mean. We have enough luxury, bro. Like, yeah. I think we're okay. Like, if we wanted to take a running back, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think it's going to set us back two, three years. Because, like, oh, man, we should have fucking drafted a running back in the third round. Like, bro, get a grip. If anybody's saying it, like, I bet, bro, I just can't help you. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Right. I don't I don't understand it either because I, I know a lot of people, like I said, are going into this draft with contingency thoughts, right? They don't even care if the guy plays year one. They're like, you know what? As long as we take him, we can put him on the back burner for when Cheeto or DJ or whoever leaves. Cool by me. But I want an impact player from day one. I want a, uh, a first and second round that's going to help us win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't want, you know, I, Dax Hill, the reason being is because you had such a good safety in Jesse Bates. And people fail to realize that, like, you had such a good safety in Jesse Bates who could have held out. You know, he didn't have to play, right? Mm-hmm. For contract purposes and for money purposes, he came out and bought out. We could have saw Dax Hill a year early, but it happens. It's a business. And you don't you don't have that luxury all the time where you get to see – a Jesse Bates play his last year in Cincinnati. And I, I just don't like the idea of people just wanting to have a contingency type draft in these first two rounds. Like give me a player that's going to produce right away, like a Michael Mayer or a Jameer Gibbs or someone like that, that instantly is going to help. Exactly. And like, that's when you get those guys, like it's not rocket science that you take your contingency plans later. You get your impact players as quick as possible and get out. Uh, so that's that kind of the epitome, you know, of what a lot of us have been interacting with online. You know, me and Drake, and I'm sure a lot of you listeners interact heavily on the internet, whether you're running the page or just, you know, fiending for Bengals content like we do. You see a lot of content. You see a lot of inputs, opinions, opinions that change from the same guys, you know, that you believed in or you, you know, thought they stood strong here and then they switched up their – there's a lot right now. Yeah. A lot of people, it's just too much and they are running away. They are getting distracted and they're diluting the simple reality that you take high impact players early whenever the fuck you can. And you take <laughs> contingencies later. Like, you, look, yeah. well, let me add this really, really quick. Then you can go. Yeah. Dax Hill was literally a top 15 talent on the Bengals big board last year. They thought he, and he is an elite talent that happened to fall. So it's not like they're like, hmm, you know what? Dax Hill's 28 on our big board. We got a dude who's on our big board at 13 OVR, but he's still here. But we need a safety for next year. No, 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 no. They drafted Dax Hill because they looked at that board and they said, oh my God, Lou. He's actually there. Holy shit. Dax Hill's there? That's how they did it. It's not like they were like, hey, you know, I'm feeling like drafting contingency. No, bro. It's got to be grandiose. Like, I'm talking like Jackson Smith and Jigba somehow falls to 28. The Bengals are like, holy fuck. 
Um, that's going to be hard, bro. I'm telling it you. will, and you're taking them. You're taking them. Like, I'm taking Jackson Smith and Jigba over anybody if we get him, if he's there. But the point still stands. People have ever thought it. Get the impact player when you can. And if it's a contingency plan at a premier pick, it is grandiose, period. 100%. You can't, you can't go into the draft like, all right, well, I got three amazing receivers. I, I'm not even thinking about a receiver in the first three rounds. Like you said, if a JSN falls to you in the first round, bro, you got to bite on that. Because you uh-huh. think about crazy at the Chiefs offense. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like eh, I don't, I don't want to, I wouldn't want to play against this guy. Let's just get him on our team and not mm-hmm. worry. I mean, you, you go to the Super Bowl if you have a guy like Jackson Smith and Jigba. You know, uh, you know, going against a Trip McDuffie, I feel like you feel pretty confident about that. Uh, but you know, certainly not to go down that rabbit hole. Um, yeah, man, that's where it stands. You know, for all y'all listening, you know, I don't know how much you guys have heavily invested into the draft content by a lot of the Bengals personalities. All the Bengals, almost all the Bengals personalities that I love, you know, on Twitter, on Instagram, the guys that are given inputs, guys that you get dependent upon their inputs for. Take a deep breath. There's just a lot out there. You oh. know, obviously you guys get a good sense. I'm saying this from personal experience. I've taken a lot of time away from Twitter right now. Because of the exact thing I'm preaching to you guys. And if it's diluting your perspectives, and not only your perspectives, but the realities, what we were just cooking on, it's time to take a deep breath, take a step back, and it's likely exactly how it's going to turn out about how we're talking about. Because the philosophies stand for every fucking team. Yeah, 100%. And like I said, when it comes to draft day, even now, None of the people in the front office are listening to what, you know, we got to say. You know, they're going to do whatever falls. That's listening to us. Come on. (laughs) This burner, I'm on you, Zach. Right, right, right. But the crazy part is the Dax Hill thing that you just spoke on, you know, it's true. So it's not like they went into that draft like, all right, man, so we're losing Jesse after this year. So we kind of have to, you know, draft a safety here in the first round. No, like yep. they took a Jesse Bates in the second round a few years ago, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it it's not like they don't know how to scout these guys. I think Dax Hill coming out could possibly be even better than what Jesse Bates. And I know we've not seen him play yet, but when I'm talking in terms of drafting, in terms of positional value coming out, um, I'm excited to see Dax, man. I really am. Nick Scott, that that duo right there, safeties, a lot of question marks to bed. So, yeah. Hell yeah, man. Same here. I mean, I can't wait. I'm so fucking excited. I, I mean, a, a lot of good stuff, man. You know, so, yeah, guys, that's a good mock draft. Um, as we always preface, weird shit happens in the draft. I mean, that's what's so exciting, bro. Like, we don't know what's going to happen. So, right. Guys, we're six days away from draft night number one. Um, hey, for anybody that's in the Cincinnati era, uh, area, you know, and Drake, certainly something I'll run by you more in depth when we're off here. Um, you know, me and some of the guys, some prominent Bengals personalities on Twitter um, are going to be pulling up to B-dubs um, in Westchester for day one of the draft. Um, if anybody is interested in that, uh, shoot me a comment on my post. 
because I don't read my DMs. I'm sorry. I'm not a douche. I'm not a dick. I just my DMs are too buried. I mean, Drake knows. I barely get to his shit. So um, yeah, you know, if you guys want to pull up for draft night day one, feel courteous. You know, feel uh, free to do so, and uh, you know, have a good fucking time. Hey, that'll be lit for sure. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. So, all right, bro. You got uh, any other points you want to get to before we get the fuck out of here? Um, I mean, let me just make sure. Like I said, I don't, I don't think I have anything else. I know about. We talked about the mix and stuff, right? We talked about all that. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think I have anything else to close it with. Mm-hmm. Yep, not too much, man. You know, just uh, kind of been the epitome, you know, of this whole time, as we talked about many times. You know, pretty chill, uh, cool to have the players back. Um, oh, here's some um, really exciting shit for you guys to put in perspective here. We are almost halfway through the offseason already. I've calculated the time. I cannot believe this much time has flown by. We're almost there. We are almost halfway there. Okay? So, before we know it, we got the draft. A few weeks later, we got OTAs. A few weeks later, we got um, training camp. Which, training camp's fun. Bro, that's fun shit. You know? Starting to get the butterflies. Holy shit, the season's back. You get the hot-ass preseason games to where it's 100 degrees outside. 200 people are there, but it's so much fun. And before we know it, we're going to have Bengals football back in the regular season. Full go. Can't fucking wait. Oh, you already know it. And your boy's 21st is coming up here soon. So Hell yeah, man. It's going to be lit. I, I'm ready for this season, man. We got a, we got a lot in store. And, hey, we might even have to – catch a game and do a B things uh Bengals Drake like last year but actually live content we might have to I need to get a portable charger for this season because my guy is so freaking fast at the games me too bro hey you know we're gonna have some stuff cooking you know we got it going on in the background and um bro can't wait for us to present this shit you know that we got cooking up to the audience so super all right I'll see you bro take it easy Yes, sir. You too, man. Appreciate y'all for listening to another episode of the All Things Manless Podcast, and I will see y'all later. Peace out, bro. Yes, sir.